Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Kevin Riddleberger is Chief Strategy Officer and Co-Founder at Dispatch Health. He brings over 15 years of experience in the healthcare industry as a clinician and in management. Prior to Dispatch Health, he was the Head of Clinical Solutions and Strategy at an industry-leading consumer mobile health app company called iTriage. Kevin has been a board-certified physician assistant for over a decade. Over the years, Kevin has also served as a clinical preceptor for area physician assistant students and has served on numerous boards and committees. In addition to his work at Dispatch Health, Kevin is an active advisor in the healthcare industry startup community locally here in Colorado, providing both business and clinical expertise. He also serves on the board of trustees at Nine Health Fair and Project Angel Heart. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. I tell you, you have an incredible mind for entrepreneurialism, dispatch health, on-demand urgent care in the comfort of your own home or work. Tell me more about this vision you had. Yeah, so this is, you know, my background, I'm a clinician by background, practice for about 10 years, um, and really was frustrated with the way that we were uh, practicing medicine, the way that patients were accessing care, the way that we were all really working together um, to be able to improve one's one's health. Um, and really got involved on the technology front uh, within the hospitals I was on staff at uh, with EMR deployments, electronic medical record system deployments, um, and went back to, to business school to really learn the business aspects of, of healthcare because it's a, it's a pretty complex system um, and industry. And uh, was fortunate enough to, um, you know, catch that, uh, you know, startup bug with a local company here in Denver called iTriage. And iTriage was one of the first successful mobile app companies that exited with a acquisition by Aetna uh, back in 2012. And I joined that company in 2011 with Dr. Pete Hudson and, and Dr. Wayne Guerra, who started that company. And, and we were really the, the three clinicians, you know, on that team. Um, and that's where I started to learn, you know, really the startup you know, world and, and what it takes to really build a company with those great mentors and, and Pete and Wayne. Um, and that's where Dispatch Health got its start uh, back in, in 2013, where we were looking at opportunities to be able to uh, deliver this care in a more efficient uh, manner, uh, as well as in a more cost-effective manner in individuals' homes. Um, back in the 1930s, 1940s, about 30 to 40 percent of healthcare was delivered in the home, and we've seen that drop below one percent um, in these last uh, 10 years. Uh, but the projections uh, by analysts are, are that uh, we'll see about a 15 to 20 percent growth of care being delivered in the home, and you're seeing that with primary care being delivered in the home for geriatric populations, and, and uh, I think you'll see more of this acute on-demand care being performed in the home as well, too. Um, you know, well, we got our... Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say, you truly, um, this is the epitome of, of defining an industry need and ultimately serving um, that need. 
at, do you remember that moment in time, that epiphany where you were, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what we have to do. Yeah. And no, I think it's, it's feedback or, or responses from patients themselves as well as providers. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, myself and my co-founder, uh, Dr. Mark Prather, we're, we're not delivering this care, but, um, you know, we're kind of, you know, developing the, the platform to be able to, to make this happen and, and getting that response by the nurse practitioners or PAs that we use to say, hey, this is really why I went into medicine, to be able to sit across from a patient or, or their family members and to be able to spend time with that patient in their home in a very comforting setting. And the same holds true with patients that, you know, we, we get testimonials from patients on a weekly basis, um, you know, whether it be from patients, family members, or even uh, other healthcare providers that we've treated their patients, that this is a game changer in, in terms of being able to deliver high quality care in, in individuals' homes. Well, I, I love the terminology game changer because it really is uh, something so unique. And, you know, at the end of the day, People are very, very concerned about healthcare in the United States. It is a huge, huge topic. And if Dispatch Health, that you're, you're already doing it, can increase the value of the customer um, in delivering the healthcare solution, then it is going to spread like wildfire, um, I believe, in truly servicing um, those populations that, that do need it. How would you define the target audiences that you most feel are going to utilize a service like this? You know, we, we are um, aligned with, with moving healthcare to a fee-for-service world to a value-based world. So how do you, and what that means is, how do you take care of a population more effectively and keep people healthier uh, and really truly deliver healthcare versus what we're delivering right now is sick care. So oh. the only thing we're doing is continuing to just churn and burn patients, you know, through some of these uh, facilities that we're building. But how do we keep people healthier? And and we're doing a lot of work with the geriatric population. And these these folks are are high utilizers of the healthcare system. They have decreased access to, to medical care. Um, and so we're being able to provide that more convenient care to this this population. About 65 to 70% of our of our businesses is individuals over 65. And, and so this is a, um, you know, a big need that we're, that we're meeting and, and really driving, you know, value-based care and driving a lot of, of medical savings, medical cost savings. So um, we have about $20 million that we've been able to avoid uh, with unnecessary trips to the emergency department as, and uh, unnecessary ambulance trips uh, as well too. I tell you, that's an incredible case study right there that, um, you know, the, the providers themselves have really got to be appreciative of. I'm so interested. You are expanding across the United States at this point. Last time we talked, um, you were actually launching uh, some markets in Arizona. You've got Virginia coming up. Um, Nevada coming up. I'm so interested in the marketing approaches um, that you're taking in these markets to really open them up. Can you comment on that? Yeah, so we, when we got our uh, start here in Denver, it was through the 911 system. And so there's really no direct out outreach at all. So it was all passive then coming through the 911 system. But, you know, as we learn more about the system is that 
you know, some of these individuals are calling, whether it be in a senior community or home health agencies are calling 911 or, or sending their patients to the ED. So, so these are a very integral part of, of our marketing strategy and, and really, you know, sales strategy to be able to align and partner with entities across the continuum of care. And so what that means is individuals that are really taking care of these patients in one shape or form, and that could be primary care um, providers. So how do you become an extension of their practice and really extend their reach? Um, it could be specialists. It could be home health agencies I was talking about, senior communities, independent living, um, assisted living communities, partnering with the health insurance companies. So these are things that we have uh, replicated uh, and done here in, in Colorado, but now replicating in other markets, like you said, in, in Phoenix, Arizona, Colorado Springs, and then opening up um, uh, Richmond, Virginia in November, as well as uh, Las Vegas in November. So the sales strategies ultimately are the building block to developing any um, top of mind awareness from a marketing um, programmatic standpoint, which is what you've defined. And you you, you have to have your inter internal um, departments completely aligned to really execute something um, that is as innovative as it is from a messaging standpoint. How have you been able to get your team on the same page working um, from the same songbook so that there's consistency from one market to the next? Yeah, and it's, it's really all about um, our mission you know, at, at Dispatch Health. And, and, you know, when we have built this team from, you know, no one to, to now over 75, you know, people on the team across the different markets, it's really about, you know, aligning to our mission of, of delivering righteous healthcare through the power of technologies, uh, service and, and convenience. And, you know, if you can align to that and, and align to, um, you know, our core values and, and how we approach the market where, you know, we're not going to be a fragmented solution. We're here to be an extension of the already existing healthcare system. Let's just make make things better. Let's fill gaps in care and, and uh, um, you know, improve that access to healthcare and improve the, the service that we're delivering. And, and overall, you're going to have high quality of care at a, at a lower cost. And, and that's, um, you know, something where the, the software developers that we have on team are, are fully aligned with to the local market, you know, providers to um, our business development team. And, and so everyone is, is truly aligned to what we're trying to achieve in, in all these markets. Now, do you have some secret, secret sauce, if you will, that you could keep with us, uh, that you could share with us today, rather, on how you keep these individuals aligned. I mean, so many, uh, you know, of, of our guests on the show talk about daily huddles. They just talk about great process books. You know, they, they're defined left and right. What do you do to keep everyone, you know, moving forward? Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, communication is great and, and being able to push communication across departments, across different markets that we operate in and, and making sure that there's an open door policy in, in terms of, you know, questions that may arise of, of how the business is operating or where we're headed. But, you know, I think what 
really resonates uh, with all of our staff is like I was saying, you know, they're there because of the mission and, and, you know, the vision of what we're trying to achieve and, and being able to, you know, hear that, those stories uh, from patients themselves to be able to hear, you know, how we're collaborating uh, with the different partners in the healthcare system, um, how we are delivering that care and, and the, the change in that perspective from a provider. Those stories really resonate with these, these, uh, the staff itself um, and help us uh, to be able to continue to you know build on the product and build on the service that we're that we're uh, trying to achieve so so I have talked to many many people many, um, yeah. over you know and leaders over the last many many months regarding their MBA projects and ultimately the outcome of that MBA project was the business that you know business that they now have today was there any alignment between that? Uh, MBA project that you worked on and Dispatch Health, or was it just something that, you know, getting the MBA helped solidify what your hunch was? Yeah, the, you know, the MBA was really making sure that, you know, as a provider, you understand medicine, you understand, you know, how to deliver that care. Um, but, you know, as I was saying before, healthcare is, is very complex on, on the uh, business aspects of, of really how it's run, how insurance companies, you know, play into that. And, and uh, um, so that's where the, the education there, further education was helpful. You know, I think where we were fortunate enough is that we were able to establish a partnership with a EMS agency a, uh, and through the 911 system back in 2013, where for 18 months, we really did this completely under the radar um, and improved the model, collected a lot of data and, you know, made sure that data validated what we're trying to achieve. Um, and once we had that data and we were able to present that to other partners, that's where we were able to really, you know, start to grow the company um, and grow outside of the, the EMS world and the 911 system. So that uh, initial data collection and, and proof of concept was, was critical uh, for the initial launch of the company. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. I um, am so interested as well in, in this idea that you are a physician by trade uh, and now you are a founder of a very, very progressive business. Were there any leadership differences that you experienced between those two uh, roles um, that you held for for all those years? Just a a quick correction, not not a physician, but I'm a physician assistant. So, okay. um, but but um, you know, very similar in, in terms of being able to you know take that um, you know day to day of of uh, treating patients and and talking with patients on on their you know current medical conditions and and improving on the way that they were they were feeling. Um, you know, I think where it's very helpful moving forward is, is, and especially when you're building a company that is technology enabled. So um, really having a strong understanding of the uh, intricacies of, of healthcare and, and, you know, how patients are accessing, how, uh, um, you know, the, the challenges providers have to deliver that care. Um, so being able to tie that all together is, is critical for, you know, someone trying to, to start a healthcare, you know, company or a startup, um, you know, because of, um, you know, all of those, those, um, you know, different uh, complex issues in, in healthcare, you really have to have a firm understanding to be able to build on and, and develop that trust and, and the folks that you're bringing on and, and leading a company. 
Absolutely. How would you define your leadership style? You know, it's certainly visionaries and um, um, of what we're trying to achieve and, and making sure that, you know, people see where we're trying to be or we're trying to go. Um, you know, there's there's different phases of, of where we've been at in, in the company. And, and it's, you know, phase one was just really proving the model and, and could this work? Um, phase two was, was you know, now we're bringing in capital and, and we're building a team and, and uh, building on the initial pilot phase, but, you know, continuing to paint that vision and, and keep the, the company moving forward to achieve that vision. Um, you know, of really redefining healthcare delivery is, is our vision and, and, you know, making sure that we're leading by example and we're able to, to paint a very clear picture of, of what we're building is, is marching towards of, of uh, where we want to be here in the future. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that you guys are definitely going to set the new standard, which is very, very exciting um, position to be in. Now, along with that, we all have challenges that we face. Could you talk to us about one of those challenges and perhaps a time where you thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have uh, anything that you can share with us? In, in our case, in, in healthcare, you know, healthcare is, is somewhat archaic in, in the way that it operates. And, you know, anyone that... Um, and I don't really like to use the word disrupt, but any, any, any company that is looking to improve on the way that we are accessing, you know, medical care, the way that we are changing the way that we deliver healthcare is going to have its challenges and, and its naysayers. Um, and so I think it's, uh, and, and one of those is payers. And so healthcare, health uh, insurance uh, payers are, are adverse to really risk. And, you know, we had to go into these health insurance companies with this new model of healthcare delivery where we were bringing healthcare to people's homes. Um, and we needed to develop that trust. And that did not happen overnight. Um, and, you know, that can really make or break, you know, this company is, is making sure that, hey, this is a uh, and becoming an in-network provider for these health insurance companies so their members can access this care. And, you know, we continue to, to work on that. We continue to to have, you know, challenges that we overcome every day and, and what we learn from. And, and the big thing is is uh, fail fast and, and you know, uh, improve on it and, and you know, continue to, to uh, execute on what we're trying to achieve. And people will get there. Uh, but, you know, I think the biggest challenge, you know, back to your question, was really proving this to to the healthcare providers um, that are there, um, proving um, what we're what we're trying to achieve with the health insurance companies as, as well too. You know, I'm I'm having this epiphany as you're talking. You deliver the the message so beautifully, so eloquently. You know, you're right on. There comes a point in time ultimately where you've got to step aside and have other people deliver that message, basically sell for you. How yeah. have you developed that sales team? And um, so that they can build the trust that you're talking about market by market by market. You know, as you start to work with all the different, um, you know, partners that I mentioned earlier, you're, you're developing that trust, you know, in the, in the care that you're providing and the value that you're able to provide, you know, their organizations as well as, uh, more importantly, their patients. And so that trust, you know, comes from delivering high quality care. Um, and making sure the service is outstanding. Our, our net promoter score has has never dropped below ninety. Oh. Um, you know, typical healthcare organizations are around a thirty. Apple's around a seventy. And so, you know, it is 
Um, and, and what we try to achieve is is the best acute care experience that anyone has ever seen or or, or experienced. And if we continue to to develop that, um, you know, we're going to continue to have develop that trust. And and those partners really sell our service, you know, to others, um, right. you know, to all of their patients and and uh, into their partners as well too. And so that's that's been critical for us here in uh, locally Endeavor in Colorado Springs, and, and we're starting to see that in, in other markets as well, too. Well, and as these um, organizations adopt your service, their net, pro- net promoter scores are probably going to start increasing as well at the yep. end of the day. How, yep. how do you define success? Where do you want to see this go? You know, I think it's, you know, we've had some, some good success with being able to prove, you know, the model here locally. But, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that uh, the organization is is successful just yet. I mean, and we need to really prove that you know this is a model that can be scalable, um, a model that we can you know start to spin up in, in markets across the the, the country um, and really make an impact and on you know those individual lives um, in those those markets. So as soon as we you know, start to, to really roll this out um, in five to 10, you know, new markets um, uh, and replicate what we've been doing here locally in, in Denver. I'll, I'll uh, you know, deem that as a success. Um, and, uh, but we have a long way to go and, and uh, a lot of exciting things that we'll be building and, and continue to expand on our service to, to continue to deliver that value. Well, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you'll be doing that. Now, we're going to roll up the sleeves for here for a second. Uh, is there a strategy or a process that if uh, CEOs implemented uh, with their teams and they could apply each and every day that would uh, they would result in big wins for them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one thing is, is having a clear vision um, and being able to communicate that vision effectively. Um, and, you know, communication is, is I think, very, very critical uh, for any type of company, whether it be smaller or large, um, and making sure that every employee understands, you know, what their, their value is um, to that organization, what they're trying to achieve every day, and how it aligns, you know, to that vision or, or the growth of, of the company. And, and uh, it really starts with open communication, um, you know, within the organization. I love it. What do you want to be known for? I think it's, it's, uh, I've uh, certainly impacted a lot of lives by delivering healthcare to people and, and uh, laying my hands, you know, on them. But I think it's, it's really, um, you know, my personal mission is, is to make an impact, a positive impact, um, you know, on healthcare delivery and, and, uh, you know, someday looking back to say I had a, I had a footprint on, um, or a mark on, you know, making healthcare more sustainable in our economy and in, in the, the U S and, and hopefully, you know, dispatch health is, is part of that conversation. So there's no doubt in my mind that everyone who's listening today is going to feel that vision and that uniqueness, that differentiation that you've created in the marketplace with your new business. Thank you so much for appearing on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you for having me. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.